0: Hello, Conspirituality Podcast listeners. Welcome to a sample of a Patreon bonus episode. We release these every week for our subscribers. They're usually solo essays from our team. It costs $5 a month for access, and the support helps to keep us ad-free and editorially independent. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash conspirituality. Thank you. In the book, you write that consciousness is a word worn smooth by a million tongues. And there are so many different definitions of it. And I would love to just get your take on what you feel is the most succinct definition of consciousness and as well as what an instinct is in that regard.
1: By calling it an instinct, I'm saying whatever it is we're talking about, it comes with us. it's uh it's what it's a phenomenon that we all experience and it's constructed obviously by the brain but is it is it all the things the brain does result in something we call consciousness just like a all the parts in a, a pocket watch produce time uh, that's what we call, that's what we say that thing does and in some sense when we figure out how the brain manages this going to be a, a statement, uh, a, a series of statements that show how all the parts are interacting to produce a uh, this fullness of what we call conscious experience. So what it, what that, to me, in the sense is there's no simple word to say, well, consciousness is, a, I guess here, here's what a lot of people think. Someday there's going to be a statement, well, consciousness is an interaction of the neurons that go between the prefrontal cortex and the uh, uh, nucleus, uh, whatever, and then uh, are energized and modulated by blah, 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 right? Yes. And that is sort of a, uh, a network idea that somehow this network adds this special dimension to our lives. And what I'm arguing in the book is that's that's not how to look at it. That what what it is is something quite different. That what we know about our human brain is that it is a collection of specialized capacities that uh, have evolved over time, and in their collective expression through time, we call that consciousness. And so that that makes it. When you take that framework, it makes it very difficult just to give a quick and snappy definition of what it is. Does that make any sense to you?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's you've you discussed that, and it's one of the challenges of this whole field, this whole discipline—not just neuroscience, but I would argue science, is that there's so much complexity, and trying to trying to explain it in an easy to digest format is is very challenging because you risk losing something in the process.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Now, most people, they feel as though in that identity that they are one thing that, you know, it has emotional shifts and moves back and forth. But you make the argument, and I've, I've seen this argument before where we are not, you know, where the me right now sitting talking to you is different than the me that was in the car driving over here because... I suffer from minor road rage driving around the streets of Los Angeles, <laughs> so I tend to be much more on edge when I'm there. but when I'm in my office, I'm much calmer, and that literally is a shift of perspective but this this idea of the uh, that we're this one continuous being persists. why do you think it's important to understand that we are constantly different beings?
1: well, because we are i mean we're 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 constantly modulating our feelings about whatever it is that happens to be up, as it were. I use the metaphor of, uh, of boiling water, that uh, bubbling, bubbling brooks, whatever you want to call it, that through time, the various capacities that we have are sort of up on deck. And it's through time as they appear in sequence that we construct this sense of psychological unity and 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 then quote consciousness. So if you think about it as a series of capacities that are expressed through time, you have a different different way of looking at it than this thing that just is there. And we'll find the circuit for it, and that'll be the story. That that's just not the way to look at it. And one of the one of the ways that uh, people do in the book is. If you look at uh, the clinical neurologic ward, as it were, and look at all the disruptions of cognition and behavior and perception and memory that occur from particular lesions in the brain, no matter what kind of patient you're looking at, you never say, well, they're not conscious. Whatever this thing is that we think that it gives feelings to our experiences always seems to be intact. So in some sense, you can say you can't stamp it out. You can't stamp out consciousness. So you, you take that and you think about it for a little bit and you say, well, maybe each of these specialized capacities that we have has its own enabling mechanism that at the moment it is up, as it were, as we're, these things come in rapid sequence one after another. Each system has its own enabling uh, networks, uh, capacities, to give it give us that feeling about the capacity see that's what basically consciousness is it's a feeling about the thing that is happening at that moment